The following is audio from The Refuge Church. Every sermon is an invitation to understand, obey, and enjoy God. More information about The Refuge Church is available at therefugechurch.us. We're going to look at something that I've been curious about. It's a, it's a blessing in Scripture um, that... Uh, Probably most of us have heard, and uh, but I've always wondered what does it exactly mean to bless. In fact, it was it was interesting. We heard I don't know if you're paying attention earlier, but we heard the word bless one another when we were going to have the five minute break. What does that mean to bless one another? If you heard the word this week, the words bless you, what probably happened? That's right. Somebody sneezed. It absolutely baffles me. Why we, the only time we really bless people is when they sneeze. So, you know, being a scholar, uh, I did a Google search. That's what scholars do. Um, To find out why... Do we bless people when they sneeze? I mean, why not when they choke or cough or... Well, I'll I'll leave it at that. uh, So I did a search. This is why you do it, okay? And we're going to have you raise your hands if you fit in this category. Some people thought you ran the risk of sneezing out your soul. And whenever a sneezing attack attack happened, so saying bless you offered some protection. How many of you, that's why you say bless you? Okay, one, thank you. Good confession. Um, It's not true, you don't have to worry about that anymore, okay? Others also thought that the devil could steal someone's soul when they sneezed. Now, how many of you would be in that category? Okay, one right here. Oh, you're eating an apple. Okay, sorry. Um, Another line of thought was that evil spirits used these moments to rush into the body. That's, I won't make you raise your hands, okay? Probably one of the most common was, one of the symptoms of the bubonic plague was coughing and sneezing, and it's believed that Pope Gregory I suggested saying, God bless you after a person sneezed in hopes that this prayer would protect them from an otherwise certain death. Um, that's probably why most of you say bless you, but we're in an advanced society now, so we don't say God most of the time. We just say bless you, so we, we get along with everybody. One more. <clears throat> there was also a school of thought that people actually died for a brief moment when they sneezed. So uttering bless you apparently encouraged the heart to start beating again. Now that's that's helpful. Uh, Then there was this person who said, or maybe it was a very English and downbeat, good job on not croaking. (laughs) Because the person was still alive. Uh, I like the conclusion of this um, scholarly research that I did. 
It says, though we still insist on blessing every sneezing person under the sun, there's no real reason behind it. It simply feels mandatory. And for me, it actually is hilarious. It happens in our office all the time. I mean, somebody sneezes and somebody says, bless you, and I'm thinking, why? <laughs> and often I'll say, bless me too. <laughs> I mean, I didn't sneeze, but bless me. Um, so what does it really mean to bless someone? And are we blessing one another? And how can we be a blessing? I don't, for those of you that are old like me, one of my favorite hymns, um, it's an old hymn. I'm, I'm going to read it. It's called, It Says, Make Me a Blessing. And I, I love it. It says, out in the highways and byways of life, many are weary and sad. Carry the sunshine where darkness is rife, making the sorrowing glad. Make me a blessing. Make me a blessing. Out of my life, may Jesus shine. Remember that phrase, because we're going to see almost those words. Make me a blessing, O Savior, I pray. Make me a blessing to someone today. Tell the sweet story of Christ and his love. Tell of his power to forgive. Others will trust him if only you prove true every moment you live. Givest was given to you in your need. Love as the master loved you. Be to the helpless a helper indeed. Unto your mission be true. Make me a blessing, make me a blessing. Out of my life, may Jesus shine. Make me a blessing, O Savior, I pray. Make me a blessing to someone today. So our question this morning is, how do we bless one another? How can we be a blessing to one another today? And we're gonna, so we're going to look at it. Um, Numbers chapter 6, and it's great. It gives us the answer. Notice, the Lord said to Moses, tell Aaron and his sons, this is how you are to bless the Israelites. That's, That's pretty clear, isn't it? So this is our answer. This is how we are to bless one another. It says here, Aaron and his sons, they were the priests. But the good news is, that means every one of us who knows Jesus. Because we're all priests. <laughs> Meaning we all have direct access to God. You don't have to go through anybody. You yourself can talk directly to God. You have a direct relationship to God. And so this is how we are to bless one another. And so we're just going to go through this really quickly, just five observances that have been encouraging to me on how to be a better blessing to you and us to one another this week. If I were to capture it, um, and it really goes along with that hymn, I think the idea is in order to be a blessing to one another, we need to speak Jesus to one another. We need to speak Jesus to one another. The first thing we see, if you look, notice, the Lord says to Moses, this is how you are to bless the Israelites. Number one, say to them. 
say to them. So the first thing is, use your words. Use your words. And it's funny, when I, when I thought of this, it, immediately I, I, I felt like, like a young mother speaking to her toddler. I've heard our daughters say this to our grandsons all the time as they're, you know, throwing a temper tantrum and, and he says, use your words. <laughs> and and that's, that's how the Lord is telling us to bless one another. Use, use our words. So how do we do that? You could say, you're looking good today, Dave. <laughs> you're a rock star, Dave. Um, and those would be good, encouraging words. But we're talking about blessing here. And I think sometimes we confuse encouraging words with blessing words. I wrote down a phrase here from someone, and I love it, on what blessing means. Okay? It says, the blessing of God is the goodness of God in action by which a supply of all good pours down to us from his good favor as from our only fountain. Now to put that in, just to capture it, it means blessing is like, is asking God's goodness to just pour out upon the person that we're speaking to as from a fountain. God being the fountain of life and mercy and goodness and grace and asking God's goodness to just be poured out upon that individual as from a fountain, just dousing them and immersing them and impacting them. So, but in order to do that, we need to use our words. And that's why number two is really important. Not just use our words, but speak the name of Jesus. Notice, the Lord said to Moses, say to them, notice, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. And then in verse 27 it says, so they will put my name on the Israelites and I will bless them. Speak the name of Jesus to people that we want to bless. And why is that? It's because his name is great. His name is glorious. And his name represents him, who he is, for everything that we need. Just a few examples, uh, just a few psalms here. Psalm 8, 9 says, O Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. Psalm 9, 2 says, I will be glad and exalt in you. I will sing praise to your name, O Most High. Psalm 9.10, those who know your name will put their trust in you. If you know the name of Jesus, you will put your trust in because you'll know that his name represents who he is and you can trust him. Psalm 66.2, sing the glory of his name. Give to him glorious praise. Psalm 66, 4, all the earth worships you and sings praise to you. They sing praises to your name. Psalm 96, 2, sing to the Lord, bless his name, tell of his salvation from day to day. 
Psalm 96, 8, ascribe to the Lord the glory due his name. And then Psalm 99, 3, let them praise your great and awesome name. You know, sometimes we, we, we trivialize that name. And I think one of the ways we do that is because it, it, it becomes almost a rote thing. Rub-a-dub-dub, thanks for the grub, in Jesus' name, amen. Right? Well, it might be a much more beautiful prayer than that, but we end it with this rote, in Jesus' name, amen, as if it was tacked on, and really it has no, do we even know why we say that? It's because when we pray, and we pray in his name, we pray asking that who he is and everything he is would be to us what we need. We, we have the, the privilege as his kids to pray in his name and, and it's like a power of attorney that what he wants is what we want. I mean, we have that awesome power and authority and privilege in the name of Jesus. It's not just something to tack on to make sure your prayer is accurate, right? Um, Speak the name of Jesus. Speaking the name of Jesus upon one another is asking God for all the goodness and all the, the grace and mercy and power and authority of the name of Jesus to be poured out upon the one that you're asking the blessing of God to be upon. His power, his healing, his provision, his grace, his goodness, his protection. You know, you can... You can speak my name at the Coffee Oasis and it might get you special treatment. It might not. <laughs> if you speak Jenna's name in Paul's bow at the Coffee Oasis, it will get you special treatment. <laughs> Jenna is the manager and everybody loves her. But if you speak the name of Jesus, you're speaking the name above all names, the name at which every knee will bow, every tongue will confess that he is king of kings and lord of lords. That is the name, the Lord, the Lord, the Lord. That's the name that we, we speak upon one another to bless one another. But it's, it's more than that. And that's why I love what it says as we speak blessing and as we speak the name of Jesus what we're what we're doing in this little blessing here is we're communicating to one another the glory of Jesus that's what i notice it says the lord make his face shine on you the lord turn his face toward you in exodus 33 I love this. This is God's and Moses having a conversation. And Moses says to God, show me your glory. Show me your glory. Daniel preached on this a, a few weeks ago, and, and man, that phrase just stuck in me again. How many of us just long for that? God, it's like Paul in Philippians 3, I want to know you. Show me your glory. We get so caught up with the glory around us, which is so 
so much lesser than God, show me your glory. And then the Lord says, notice, I will cause all my goodness to pass in front of you in response to Moses saying, show me your glory. And I will proclaim my name, the Lord, in your presence. You see how those tie together? Moses says, show me your glory. And God says, I'll cause my goodness to pass in front of you. I'll proclaim my name because the name of the Lord is what displays his glory. It's who he is. God says, I will have, my, will have mercy on whom I will have mercy, and I will have compassion on whom I will have compassion. But notice, this is the key. It says, but you cannot see my face, for no one will, can see my face and live. Now, this is God who's spirit talking, so keep that in mind. As God says, you can't see my face, what is God referring to? So the Lord, in verse 21, says, there's a place near me where you may stand on a rock and when my glory my goodness the, the, my name passes by I will put you in a cleft in the rock I will cover you with my hand until I have passed by and then I will remove my hand and you will see my back but my face must not be seen what is God saying I think what God is saying is it's his face. It's, it's like it's the fullness of his glory. It's like we can get a glimpse of his glory, but if we saw the fullness of God's glory, it would kill us. It's like Moses in Isaiah chapter, Isaiah in chapter 6 where he sees the Lord high and lifted up and he says, woe is me, I am ruined. Um, I mean, God is so glorious. God said, I'll give you a glimpse of my glory, but if you saw the fullness of my glory, it would kill you. But, but back to the blessing in number six. As we bless one another, think what, what the blessing is saying is what we must want for one another <laughs> and speak to one another is that we would, it's the glory of God on one another. See, we're not just speaking words. We're not just speaking the name of Jesus, but we're asking this this fountain of God's goodness and mercy and life and, and forgiveness and power and authority to be poured out on one another, blessing one another, freeing and healing and delivering one another. That's what we're asking to experience Jesus, his power, his glory, his goodness. It's the only way to really bless one another, to want that for one another, the healing and the, and the freedom and the deliverance and the goodness of Jesus upon one another. Verse, verse 27, I think, kind of summarizes and what I call understanding the point. So we're using our words, we're speaking the name of Jesus, we're, we're wanting to communicate the glory of Jesus, the fullness of who Jesus is to what we need. But then the point is, notice, so they will put my name on the Israelites. It's like they will put my name on the Israelites. In trying to understand this, I went to Romans chapter 13. 
Notice it says, understanding the present time, and this is just like the present time today. The hour has already come for you to wake up from your slumber because our salvation is nearer now than when we first believed, meaning the coming of Jesus. The night is nearly over. The day is almost here. So let us put aside the deeds of darkness and put on the armor of light. Let us behave decently as in the daytime, not in carousing and drunkenness, not in sexual immorality, debauchery, dissension, jealousy. Verse 14 is the key. Rather, clothe yourselves with the Lord Jesus Christ. Clothe yourself with the Lord Jesus Christ and do not think about how to gratify the desires of the flesh. What does that mean? Clothe you. I think it's the same as the blessing in Numbers. Put the name of Jesus upon one another. Clothe one another. Immerse one another. Inundate one another with Jesus. And I think the point is, is believing that the person of Jesus is the only way to truly bless one another, pouring out Jesus, his healing and his forgiving and his authority and his power and his everything that he is for what we need, that the answer is Jesus. The way to bless one another. And back to numbers. The result is... The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. And the results are God's grace and God's peace just being poured out on our lives. And I don't know if that sounds familiar to you, but it's how Paul opens most of his letters, right? Grace and peace of God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ be upon you. That's what we need in our lives. We need God's grace. And we need God's peace. And the way we experience just the outpouring on the reality of God's grace and God's peace in our lives, I believe, is as we pour out Jesus, as we speak Jesus, as we believe that the fountain of who Jesus is is what we need for our healing and our freedom and life. There's a little chorus. I'm just going to read it in conclusion. Um, Actually, maybe we could... It's a little chorus. It's Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. There's just something about that name. Any of you know that? I needed some support on this because I... Jesus, Jesus, Jesus... There's just something about that name. Master, Savior, Jesus, like the fragrance after the rain. Jesus, 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 Let all heaven and earth proclaim. Kings and kingdoms will all pass away, but 
but there's something about that name. Amen. Let's pray. Father, help us to be people that are so enamored with Jesus, so convinced that Jesus is our peace and our life and our hope and our power, our freedom, that we would speak Jesus, we would pour out Jesus upon one another. Amen.